Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke... Here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trap, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Country music and fine moonshine. Hey everyone, before we start the show today, I just wanted to let you know about a new partner we have here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. We are now brand ambassadors for Web Western Apparel. That's webwestern.com, W-E-B-B-W-E-S-T-E-R-N.com. Go check out their stuff. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Hats, shirts, all kinds of goodies. If you go there at checkout, Put in promo code BOOTS21, that's B-O-O-T-S-2-1. Again, BOOTS21 at checkout. You will get 10% off your entire order. Don't miss out on these opportunities. It's absolutely fantastic what they're doing. Again, thank you, Web Western. BOOTS21 is their promo code, webwestern.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers, everyone. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Today, we've got a very special episode. It is our first interview ever. Um, it's going to be epic. I'm going to be chatting with him here in the next couple minutes. But before I let you know who it is, I'm going to let you sweat it out for a few minutes. I'm going to tell you about some things we have going on. So, first and foremost, as I mention all the time, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, and we are on Facebook. You can search it all, Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Um, I am trying to up the Twitter and Facebook game a little bit. The Instagram love has been so appreciative. Appreciative? You know what I'm saying. Um, so, so I want to thank you all so much for that. It's huge. I love the interactions I'm having on there. I'm telling you this right now, we got a lot of interviews coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say it and Lauren, if I'm not supposed Lauren Davidson, who is going to be on the show very soon, we're just trying to iron out a date there. Um, she's, a. I'm telling you, going to be a rising star coming up here. She is the pretty much the guru of Urban Country Jam, and that is coming to Boston to Loretta's Last Call here at the end of October. But we're going to talk about more of that in the coming weeks. But I just want to let everybody know that I will be in attendance for that for her and for the other artist um, that'll be there. Um, so I'll be covering all of that fun stuff, but we're going to talk about that as it gets closer. Um, something that's coming up September 11th that I'm definitely going to be at one way or another is the local country fest here in Massachusetts at Indian Ranch. That is Saturday, September 11th. We will be there one way or another. I'm in talks with the people over at Indian Ranch, the promoter, um, so to try to get something going there. Um, there will be a special episode for Local Country Fest probably next Saturday um, or sometime maybe this week. There is no real schedule for these podcasts. They're just coming out as I can do them because my personal schedule is so fucking nuts, excuse my language, that it's hard to... Unless I'm scheduling an interview, it's hard for me to be like, all right, well, it's Tuesday at 8. I'm going to go sit in my office and record an episode and get it out to everybody. Um, I am going to try to make it more regular for you so you know what's to come. Um, please share away these um, episodes. That would be super, super helpful. So 
Before anything else, I just want to let you know today's interview is with an artist out of Florida. His name is Derek Lursch. I'm sure he's going to correct me on that a million times while we chat today. Um, But he is a situate native now in Florida. So he uh, goes under the umbrella a little bit here with you know, trying to stay local and all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you now, um, I've got him today for an interview. I've got another great artist later this afternoon for an interview. So there's probably going to be a couple of episodes coming here back to back. Um, today, tomorrow, maybe even Monday. Um, so before I continue rambling on about what's coming up, um, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Derek. And we'll see you on the other side of it uh, for a little, you know, goodbye. Um, And uh, so, yeah, here we go. Here's my interview with Derek Lursch. We want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Off The Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find them at offtherailsworcester.com. They have a great restaurant, a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant, check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. Hey, Derek. Hey, Jim. How are you, man? Good. How are you, my friend? Doing good, man. Just uh, waking up after a late night show, but uh, good, man. Good, excited to be on the call with you. Nice. I'm excited to have you. Thank you for being our uh, my first interview ever. This is awesome. no way. I yeah, didn't man. know that. What an honor. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's just to kind of give you an update on what I'm doing or trying to do. Yeah. Um, a couple of months ago, I'm sitting, you know, at home. Yeah. doing nothing because it couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was kind of discovering more local country music around here, you know, the, yeah. the you know, the artists that haven't I don't want to say haven't made it. No, right. Not, no. That's, that's not fair true, to say, though. but like you know, aren't played on the radio but are have a huge local following. Right. So, I was like, you know, I love music. I've worked in the music industry, you know, not like a performer or anything right. like that. You know, I've worked in venues. Yeah. And so I see the struggle. I've helped, you know, I've toured with bands um, awesome. when I was in when I was in college doing promo stuff and things like that. I was like, you know, I I've become a huge country music lover over the last five, six years. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? I want to do what I can. Yeah. And you know, it might not be much, but you know, it's something's better than nothing. Exactly. No, absolutely. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, so, you know, like I've been kind of telling people, like, I'm trying, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I have a long road ahead of me, you know, right. but if I could be like the, you know, the quote unquote Joe Rogan there for, you go. for country music, like that would be, that would be pretty badass. I think. Yeah, man. Well, you got the cool name of the podcast and everything. I love it. So yeah, thanks. That's off. Thanks. You're off to a good start, man, but that's Thank awesome. You. Yeah. It's yeah. a really cool thing to do. I like, I like listening to podcasts and artist interviews too, or just really cool to listen to i love listening like you said anybody from like any level because you're gonna get something different um so it's definitely you know helpful to hear any piece of information that you can get so it, it's super cool that you're doing it for sure and yeah, what an honor to be the first guest man yeah, Holy crap. Uh, yeah i'm no pressure. i'm honored that you said yes <laughs> <laughs> no pressure on me yeah no, yeah no man. none you know, like I told you, there's no expectations. You know, yeah. you say what you want. There's, I have, I honestly have no questions. Well, I have a few questions. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, oh, where are you from? Oh, how it, many kids? You know, well, it's funny crap. because I don't know if you knew this or not. Maybe you did, but um, you're in Massachusetts, right? I am. Yes. Okay. So I'm originally from Situate. Yeah. Um, well, I had saw that on your, on your website and I was yeah. like, huh. That's what a small world. Cause I had no, I honestly had no idea when you reached out or I yeah. reached out to you. Like I had no idea. That's so funny. Yeah. So we moved down here when I was three. So, I mean, I'm pretty much grown up here my whole life, but I still go up. We were just up there in uh, July uh, and we go up almost every summer. Um, you know, I'm a diehard Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, Bruins fan. Um, 
and uh you know so yeah I, my boston roots my dad's whole family is from up there um and plenty of them still live up there so i've constantly been going up uh there really my whole life so it's funny when you reached out i was like hey that's funny yeah, that's awesome yeah you know i'm I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm nowhere near situate. Yeah, um, I'm I'm like right on that Mass Rhode Island line. But okay, like I am like dead center between Worcester and Providence. Okay, I got um, you. so like I'm 20 minutes either way from downtown of both of those cities. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So well, you know, and then I work in Cambridge, so there's okay. a you know an hour and 10 minutes one way. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I yeah. that's the one thing we were up there and I was like I I couldn't do it. The traffic down here has gotten pretty bad cuz in the last 2 years everybody's escaped to the north and come down here but uh, you know, so the traffic's gotten pretty bad down here, but up there it's just a different level. Like it's it's not even comparable to anywhere else. I, mean, no, I guess it, some I think, other cities, but I think the problem is is that in reality everything is so close. Yes. But then it takes so long to get anywhere. Oh, I mean, situate to Boston is right. like 20 something miles, right? Or, and not, yeah, I think it's like that. And it should take you maybe 30 minutes. It takes you well over pretty much an hour. You know, right. it's like because of traffic. It's like, it, and there's no, you can't say, oh, I'm going to go at this time. There'll be no traffic. I mean, maybe at two in the morning. But if you do that, <laughs> they probably shut a lane down and, you know, right. down to one right. lane, there's, so. there's always some sort of construction going on. Yeah. So well, it's a uh, funny. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the same thing that happens to me at going to work in the morning. You know, I made it so that my schedule was seven to three. Right. And, you know, even when I leave at six, it takes me an hour and 15 minutes when it really is, when it really is a 50 minute ride, you know, and oh. it's like, come on. But, I know. I ain't man. Yeah. But nobody so, likes traffic. Yeah, no, I've gone. Uh, you know, I mean, if it, if the weather was nicer, more often, yeah. I think it would be all right. But yeah, not so much. Yeah, you know, when it's twenty degrees and you're sitting in traffic, you know, because nobody wants to merge. You know, yeah. That's, uh, uh, but yeah. So anyway, <laughs> now that we've got yeah, the, talk uh, about Boston traffic because right? you know that's what everybody wants to hear about. Yeah. Um. So so tell me what? How did you? How? What made you start this whole adventure you're on? Yeah, so I always grew up um, just loving music, and I guess we can go back to a Boston route. I'm just a huge Aerosmith fan. Um, just grew up loving Aerosmith. Um, it's really what my parents kind of raised me on, and it was funny because, you know, um, m- my parents were both from up north and moved down here in uh, 1998. And, uh, you know, it, it, looking back, like, they they started to introduce a lot of, country influences along with those classic rock um, influences for me that, you know, obviously Aerosmith, but Fleetwood Mac, um, you know, but I look back to, and they were playing the Dixie Chicks, Shania Twain, and, um, you know, some of that early on late nineties country that um, was just so good. Um, And then as the years went on and I kind of just, you know, grew up, um, I just gravitated a lot towards country music because in my opinion, it kind of became the classic rock. Um, it had that kind of sound and uh, rock stopped kind of becoming rock and country kind of stepped in where that was. And um, so uh, I just always loved singing and performing and kind of having the spotlight on me. And um, I grew up playing baseball sports, obviously down here in Florida is a big thing. And I, I played baseball pretty much every day of my life until high school, went into high school and was playing and just, it was so next level. And, um, I just, I just kind of lost interest. And I said, um, you know, well, I, I kind of want to do music. And my parents said, well, you got to learn how to play an instrument. So, um, I started taking a keyboarding piano class in school and just kind of sat in my room, you know, and, played for hours and watched youtube videos and slowly started to learn and then the you know shortly after that i learned how to play the guitar and next thing you know i learned enough songs to play a little show and um that was kind of it for me man it was like okay i really want to do this um you know and i've always kind of been a person that 
once I see, um, you know, once I get my mindset on something, I'm not going to stop. Um, so that was kind of it, man. That was when I got the itch. And like I said, I always loved to perform. I always loved being a front man. Um, and it just kind of a snowballed, especially in the last few years and really just kind of taken off. So it's, uh, there's it, nothing better. I, I really, it, it's crazy. Cause you know, obviously the last year has been so crazy and you know, we'd stop playing shows and stuff like that. And I can tell when I haven't played a show or even practiced with the band in a while, because I'll just be in a bad mood. And yeah. um, it's like, you know, uh, I really, especially because we had taken uh, a little bit of most of July off. We played a show early July and we just played our first show last week. So we had a little bit a month plus of off being off. And uh, I was I was like in a weird, just weird space. And that kind of finally dawned on me when I finally got playing. And I'm like, oh, that's why, you know, because it's just such a um, fun thing to cut loose and just have a good time and um so yeah man it's 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 been a good journey up until this point i'm excited to keep it going and with all the new music um really just hoping it takes off man for sure yeah i mean you know it's funny like we have very similar stories minus the me going into music thing yeah um you know living up here you you know baseball has always been a constant you know right the Pats have sucked. The Celtics have sucked. The Bruins have sucked. I mean, the Red Sox have sucked too. But right. at least they 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 sucked in a way where people still wanted to go and see them. Right. <laughs> you right. know. So, you know, I grew up playing ball myself, and you know, I played all the way up through high school, and then when college came, it was like, listen, you've got to pay for college and right. go and get a degree, or don't pay for college. And you know, I'm not mechanically inclined in any you know, stretch of the imagination. So yeah. doing a trade or getting dirty <laughs> was, yeah. was was out of the question. Right. Um, you know, but you know, my parents, same thing. Like they, you know, my, my dad's a big Beatles fan. You know, my parents named me after a Beatle. Um, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, that, that influence was always there and, right. you know, different from you, there was, there was really no country music. Right. in my house um, my dad's side they love the old stuff right um, you know the real old stuff the mm-hmm. you know the, the stuff when i was a kid literally wanted me to <laughs> wanted to drown myself in the pool yeah but um you know I'll, i remember pretty vividly my father had bought for and i don't even know why um the first double garth live album that he put out oh yeah and it was shortly after the um, Central Park concert and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And like, he really enjoyed it. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for me, there was no country music until about 10 years ago um, when I was, I was dating a girl and her sister was a big Kenny Chesney fan. And they were like, we're going to Country Fest at Gillette. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait yeah um and it was the year zach brown opened and we got a hurricane and we had tickets for both shows for some ungodly reason (laughs) and that was kind of like oh this is actually not bad you know so so yeah so you know and then five years five six years ago you know when i started dating my now wife um or as i call her my (laughs) ex-girlfriend uh she uh she was really into country music because, you know, her grandmother was Patsy Cline and, you know, all that stuff. And right. it was just a staple in her her home. So, you know, she brought that here. And, you know, I tell people all the time, my musical tastes have changed with whatever's going on in my life. Right. So, you know, in college, it was the jam bands and the, you know, you know, the drinking and yeah. smoking weed. And, you know, let's pretend we're Party. hippies. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and then... You know, after that was country music, you know, because yeah. it just it just relates, you know, the yep. family, the the work in the nine to five, you know, yep. the, you know, the whole nine yards. So yeah. I, that's that's what that's what brought me to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, right. when I when I hear your stuff, you know, it really reminds me of it. I hate the term bro country because yeah. I think it sucks. <laughs> um but you're not that you've got that, like, you know, you have that 
radio sound. You have that Luke Combs. You have that, um, you know. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you have that. I, I think you. I mean, I, I see it. I mean, I, you know. No, I appreciate but that. Like, I mean, it's a big thing. You have yeah. that. You know, I've watched your videos. You have that. Um, you know, the Cole Swindell, <laughs> the the Justin Moore, that whole. You know, that whole collection of yeah. No, talent, I appreciate that. No, you know, a, and it's it's nice artist. to see. Oh, no problem. It's nice to see. You know up-and-comers have that and you know portray that you know it's yeah it's, you don't you, you know a lot of it's poppy and it, a lot of it kind of sucks yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh well i mean it's it's so funny because you know a lot of the artists that you name are obviously big influences and it's you know i especially with this new album man you know so uh, the the title track to the ep um is a hundred proof it's 100 proof you know um and that's the lead song off the ep and i wrote it i don't i don't want to cut you off but for everybody when does that come out that is november um i think we have an exact date but i don't want to lock myself into that just yet but it's middle middle of november um and uh, so yeah that that the whole ep will come out in november i've released the first single on july 2nd that was my baby summertime um, we did the music video for that one. That was a fun one. Um, and then I've got another single coming out um, titled Over uh, on September 10th, which I'm getting ready to announce this next week. So, um, And then another single um, that I'm really excited about uh, coming out in October, um, and that one's called Girl Dad. Um, so I'm excited to release that one. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's it's a cool it's a really cool song. Obviously it's special to me, but um, it's a, it's just a special song, but I want to, I definitely, we can touch on those songs later, but you know, it's funny kind of going back, circling back to, you know, the question, the point we were on, um, you know, with this EP um, I I did, I wanted a good variety of songs and you know, that kind of, With keeping that Central Mass vibe going, we have to thank our friends over at the DCU Center. Again, here in Worcester, dcucenter.com. They are the premier venue here in Central Massachusetts. They are a mid-size arena. They're the home of the Worcester Railers, the Massachusetts Pirates. Numerous concerts, numerous events. Check them out, dcucenter.com. They are at 50 Foster Street right here in Worcester. Cheers showcased kind of who I was as an artist in the maturity, um, you know, where I've kind of come, um, you know, throughout this whole process, like, you know, cause I, I've only had a band for probably like about three years now. Um, and that, that has just taken my musical, uh, experience level to a whole, you know, another planet. It's just, oh, you know, yeah. being around talented musicians that have been doing it, um, or just in general, like what you learn from live shows and all this stuff. So when I got with this EP, it's funny, what I was getting at was the title track. I wrote it. Uh, th- this process, it was funny, man. It, it kind of just happened. Um, I, you know, I was obviously been releasing music and everything like that, but I was kind of, after quarantine and everything like that, it was, and then the baby, it was just like, okay, like I, I was just slow moving. Like I, this was all in the, the plans and the works and all that stuff, but it was just slow moving. Well, finally one day I just said, that's it. We're going to do this and get this done. And I had the whole project done. I mean, really in about two months, two and two, wow. three months, which is unheard of in the sense of like, you know, really start to finish the whole thing. So, um, you know, I wrote the title track a hundred proof and I honestly wrote it and I can say this truthfully honest and it's kind of funny to say now I wrote it because I was like, man, I really love the title of it. You know, like I always, I have a note of like song titles. You know, if I hear something that I think is a cool song title, I'll just write it down. And so I heard that song title. I'm like, man, you know, go look it up. There really wasn't many songs about that. And so I'm like, all right, well, you know, I, I, I just want to write a song cause I really like the title and I think that would be a cool freaking you know, album title, like, you know, hundred proof album. Like that's a cool title. So I wrote it. And, um, as the song developed, 
um i was like okay this, this is cool this is gonna be a rocker you know it's gonna be like it's kind of a you know not an outlaw country thing but it it's it's definitely an something just completely different never have i had a song like that and it was okay because all the other songs that were on there um were all different as well but they kind of had that more modern country sound that you're kind of talking about not not pop but like there was infused you know modern country in all in a lot of the songs you know like girl dad's like the slower song um, I've got a song more than just a bar. That's kind of like a cool rocker. Um, and as the song over that's coming out, you know, that was another um, breakup song. Um, so anyways, you know, a hundred proof comes out and we get the track done and I go put the vocals on it. And I kid you not besides girl dad, it's becoming everybody's favorite. I mean, and I knew it was going to be my band's favorite because it's just a fun song to play. Yeah. But all of a sudden, my wife's like, no, that one's my favorite. And I'm like, what? That's your, f-? I mean, and now I understand because it's a, it's just a rocker, but it just kind of goes to show, man, like the, and I guess I don't, because I'm so in personalized with my music and I'm so, you know, neck deep in it that I've had people say to me, oh, you know, what that reminds me of is like, God, like I hear a little Aerosmith in that, or I hear a little, you know, Jason Aldean or something like that, or, you know, uh, Justin Moore. And it's like, really like and again it's like well dang that's that is what i was going for but i guess i just don't see it you know sure um when you're in it but um yeah it's 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 definitely um you know as far as figuring out my sound i really feel this album um i mean it's just like anything like you go listen to an artist you know go listen to jason aldean's older stuff compared to now and it's just like wow you hear the maturity and that's what um this album showed was kind of um really honing in on like who i am as an artist and and again showing um kind of the different sides you know like i can go super slow like i did with girl dad and forever and always or you know now we got 100 proof and all these other songs so i I mean as far as the overall product um uh, just super happy with it because it's just like I said it there's a, such a good balance there I think there's a song on there for everyone and I've been saying it from day one everybody's gonna have a different favorite song on this EP you know because because of some different reason you know um, and so it just um, you know compared to the stuff that I've released um, it's just it's just that next you know level of musicianship and just everything like that and um songwriting um you know it's just uh so i'm I'm excited for it man i I can't wait everybody's you know um been dying to hear it so i've been giving people little snippets here and there but um it's just cool man it's a cool thing to step back and see i think last week i've been like weirdly emotional because it's just like you get to listen to it. And I, I normally, man, I am the first person that like you put my stuff on when I'm like, oh, please shut that off. Like I'm so tired <laughs> of either hearing it or I just don't yeah. like it. I just, you know, it's kind of one of those things like when you video yourself and you hear your voice. It's yeah. like, oh, and as a singer, you wouldn't think that. But it just but this I've been playing nonstop. So that gives me hope because I'm by far the most hard person on myself besides maybe my dad who does it completely out of love. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because I, I've just been playing it nonstop. And again, it's just like, it was funny throughout the process. Each song, the next song that we worked on was started to become my favorite. You know, I felt I was joking. Like I said, oh, I'm like Tom Brady, you know, when they ask him what's his favorite ring and he keeps saying the next one. I'm like, yeah, seriously, the the next song is probably going to be my favorite because it just it got better and better and better. And it was like, OK, you know, like and and so I do. I feel strong about the uh, the album. I'm excited for everybody to get to hear it. Yeah, I, I'm excited to hear it. You know, it's 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 nice when you see when you get to get into music that you know not not the whole world's hearing you know right because I mean? you feel like you've you feel like you have like a secret yeah no <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, true it's like yeah you know you know and if if and when you you blow up you know it, right. it would be nice to be like you know i was there when or i knew him when yeah you know because i have a lot of bands like that mm-hmm. that, that i've 
you know, followed in my, in my life, you know, right. Uh, you know, perfect example. Like, you know, it's not country, but right. I don't know if you know who the band OAR is. Sounds um, really familiar. So I started seeing them in 2004, 2005 when they were playing for, you know, co- colleges with, right. you know, a couple, you know, a thousand people. And now, you know, they've, they've sold out Madison Square Garden and Red Rock, you know, and all these yeah. things. And it's like, you know, so it's like, it's cool to see that progression. Oh, you know, <laughs> and it's so funny because, and I, I have to train my dad's been saying this to me for years he's always like you know because I've been playing bars and I did a lot of solo stuff you know early on and he'd always say like you never know who's out in the crowd you never know who's watching like you always have to go you know give it your all and you know yeah yeah, yeah. okay dad yep whatever you know like and you know with the band um you know I've had to say to them the same thing it's like hey like we can't have a night off, you know, and especially we've kind of gotten to this level now where, um, you know, God, we're not, you know, a big band or anything by that means. But, you know, we have definitely built up a reputation, especially of late with everything kind of taken off that, you know, hey, these guys can do something. So we better go out every night and prove that we can do that. And, right. um, you know, there was a show um, where we didn't do that. And uh, sure enough, I look out in the crowd and there was a guy that, um, you know, I, I won't say his credentials, but a pretty, you know, big guy that had been coming to shows. I wouldn't I wasn't expecting him at this show. And, um, you know, it, it, there was a few different reasons. We were missing our guitar player and stuff like that. But um, we just played bad. And, you know, I walked off stage, you know, very upset um, but I just said to the guys as nicely as I could, I just said, that's, that's why when I say you have to, you know, always play great because you don't know who's watching. That is the reason why right there. Um, and so it's, you know, it is, it, it is something to say about, you know, when you're trying to make it and you're getting to that level, um, you know, you got to really push hard and go do everything right. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter if you're playing the, I mean, I've seriously played the bars with five people in it that nobody cares if I'm listening yeah. or I'm sorry, you know, they don't care if I'm singing or not. They're barely listening. And you know, it, it, it it'll be great one day to hopefully say now I'm playing 50,000, you know, and they're all listening and singing along. So it's, and it's been cool. Cause we've had shows like that, you know, where there's awesome crowds and we, definitely just thrive off of that but it really doesn't matter if you're playing five people or fifty thousand. you have to go out and give it your all and if you don't have that attitude you're not going to make it very far because you will have those nights where you play to nobody and nobody's listening and you just you got to go out there and do your thing and you know hopefully that comes across to people and connects with them and you know because it's really that i mean it's the people like you you know who i greatly appreciate that give artists like me the the light of day because it's like as as an artist at this level there's so many people out there everybody's trying to make it and to get break through that noise you know it's like obviously radio is like the big thing you know and right but you know without a record label and everything like that like you're not getting on the radio i mean it's a reality and so you know it it's people like you who you know like you were saying it's like even if you're this podcast, there's five people listening. Hey, that's five more people that got to know Derek Lurch today. And, you know, hopefully go listen to his music and, you know, follow me on Instagram and all that stuff, because that just means I'm five more people closer to the 50,000, you know, whatever the number is. It's like, it really is, um, you know, a, a big thing and it's a journey and it's cool to have people, come along with you on that because like I've said to my band and everything like that, it's like, yeah, is it, you know, Derek Lursh? Yeah. But the reality is Derek Lursh doesn't get there without a good group of people around him. And, um, you know, the, hopefully the fans that get you there because you're nothing without them. Um, and so it's, it's cool. And it's, you know, I always try and really appreciate people that support my music in any form of the way, you know, it's like, it's just it means a lot you know because they don't have to do that and um you know so it is really cool that you know, get people like that and like you that 
support up and coming artists that are just trying to make it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, you talking about talking about all that stuff kind of made me start to think, you know, I know, um, you know, you know, I did some social media stalking about you and, you know, just, just to have an idea of everything. And, um, you know, I know you spent some time in Nashville yeah, um, and all that. Now, Mm -hmm. let me ask you this, because I know what the local music scene here is in Boston. Mm -hmm. Like I, I get it. I understand it. I see it. Right. Is what's it like down there in Florida? Is it, I I don't know how much of it, you know, about up here, you know, it's kind of, it's pretty big, you know, it's, yeah, it is you know, big up there. It's actually, yeah, it's sometimes not not surprising, but sometimes surprising up there. Like I, right when I was playing up there, it's you know really right. good music like, scene. You know, like I I've seen you know the 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 non national local acts, you know, headlining, you know, uh, Harbor Lights and right, you know, like perfect, you know, perfect example. You know, I don't know if you know who Dalton and the Sheriffs are, but yeah, he's out of situate. Right, actually, he yeah. he headlined um harbor lights or whatever whatever it is the uh lb bank pavilion or you know was that yeah was that last night was yeah 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 it was last night and it was like well like you know it's like damn like you know local local guy local band you know you know now we're gonna thank our friends on the north shore the porch southern fair and juke joint our buddy jonathan Post is the head chef and owner of The Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out, theporchsouthern.com. I'm sure it wasn't, you know... It looked pretty full from the pictures I saw. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. You know, it's, I, it, it's almost like sports up there. And this is going to be a, an interesting analogy. And I, and I could be wrong in the sense of, you know, discounting my, you know, Floridians here. But up there, it's almost like your sports teams. And I almost see the same thing with artists because I follow so many up there and just friends in general up there. And there's such um, like cult followings yeah. um, for artists up there. Uh, of just like you know really like local support and it's almost like they're sports teams you know and and i think and this is where the difference even with sports teams down here in florida and kind of just across the board there's so much to do down here and the weather is you know nice all the time and right you could go to the beach i mean it's funny there's more distraction there is there's a ton more distractions that's why sports teams aren't as big because all right, if they suck, we still got the beach, you know. Right, Whereas right. up there, it's like, do you, you want to live... do you want to go to Magic Kingdom today, or do you want to see the Tampa Bay Rays? Exactly, like... and it's like you live and die up by your sports teams up there, you know, because for five, sixty months out of the year, the weather's crappy, you know. Yeah. And what else is there to focus on, you know? So, right, it, it is kind of almost um, something I've seen a little bit um, with the music scene up there. Now, granted. I have great support down here and um, you know, the music scene, if you were to compare it up there, I mean, we have a ton of, you know, big country bars. um, Yeah. We don't, so we don't have a lot of that up here, which is, which, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, so like those are, um, you know, those are the, the big places you want to get into down here, especially being a country musician. And there's a ton of festivals and stuff like that. Um, So, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say that you you don't have a cult following down here. I think it's just different up there. And sure. I've seen it. I've just seen it um, as far as just the, the loyalty. Um, but um, yeah, no, it, I mean, we have, there's a lot down here as well. It's different, you know, like it's just, it gets, it's again, being up there, um, you know, and talking to a few musicians up there and then coming down here. I mean, it's similar music is, you know, very similar across the board, but it's just different scenes, you know, especially yeah. country. Country is a different scene. And right. Especially in the last 10 years. Country, yeah. is, country has become almost pop culture. Exactly. It, it really is. So, you know, it's so funny because, you know, every time we say, oh, you know, we're a country band, everybody like at first is like super hesitant or, yeah, or yeah. 
you know, just like, oh God, like what kind of country, you know? And then it's like, all right, <laughs> give me five minutes to play you what we play. And you're going to be like, oh wow, you guys are like a rock, you know, right. band and, and you're going to have a good time singing along. And like, you know, we played a bar last night and, you know, I, I definitely, it was not a country bar. That's for sure. It was in St. Pete. And, um, yet everybody's singing along, you know, and it's yeah, like, awesome. it just goes to show how far country has come. Um, you know, like you're saying in the last 10 years, um, just like you said, it's, it's just become pop culture and everybody kind of knows the words to these songs. And, um, so it's worked out in our favor because it definitely has opened up, um, you know, more opportunities for us. Um, and we've right. landed some really cool opportunities that, you know, if, if country music wasn't where it was, um, you know, you're not, you, you wouldn't get those opportunities, but um, it's, um, it's definitely cool. Cause sometimes you have to convince a venue, you know, that if oh, they're like, Oh, we're not, we're not really the country thing. And I'm like, you know, you can, you have to say okay yep yeah. but you know it's like at the end of the day if if they just let us come in there i guarantee you i'd have that crowd singing along yeah, to about 80 90 percent of our set list that's if awesome. not more that's yeah so awesome. like i i love hearing that you know <laughs> yeah it's i mean especially yeah. down here country music's obviously bigger but it, it, i i don't even i shouldn't say that because i go up there and everybody knows even some more than your songs that people are slow to get down here. And it's like, it's just, it's country music has really just become this big thing. Right. Um, that touches so many people. Right. And, um, and you know, I, I've always said where like, you know, I, I think I heard it on an award show and like, it kind of like resonated. Yeah. Where, you know, country music, you know, the, the genre itself, right. It's, it's one of those genres where, you know, the fan base you know, I'm, I'm, you know, totally true. I love Luke Combs, you know, right. I've been following Luke now for five, six years. And, but like, I love Jason Aldean. Mm-hmm. I love Kenny, Ch- you know, like yep. the, the country music fan base. Like if you love one band, you love another band just. Oh yeah. Good. It's yeah. not like, you know, it's not like when our parents were growing up and it's like, if you love kiss, you love kiss and everybody else sucked. Right. You know, it's, it's not like that and it's it's very much a community and it's you know it's it's just different you know and and unless you're in it or unless you see it i don't think you fully understand that communal thing well and you know it's been really cool i think in the last few years in country music and a shift you've almost seen i mean because you talked about the quote-unquote bro country thing and you know a lot of people dog the bro country thing and it, you know, it's not for everybody. And when you go back and listen to some of the songs, you go, gosh, you know, but <laughs> the reality is what that did was really reached, you know, branched out and reached an arm to a lot of people that weren't necessarily going to yeah. listen to country music that have now pulled them in. And then, like you just said, once you get into that community, you kind of all of a sudden, you listen to this guy and also, yeah. oh my gosh, you listen to Cody Johnson, you really like Cody Johnson. And, um, you know, you just, you, what they did a good job of the country music and whoever the, you know, the genius was, and there was obviously artists that led this, but they've just pulled in the masses. So now to put the light on all those other country music artists, it's just yeah. been great. And and I think there's, there's almost like two kinds of people right now. You have the loyal supporters of like Cody Johnson, you know, who's, real country right and, um, and huge but not you know i mean at least up here not right on the radio. no so you know but he's got this huge following and like you know and then you do have the you know the more mainstream popular artists um so you know you have that the that group of people that likes to just listen to the mainstream poppy stuff but you also are starting to see a giant um you know cult like following to some of these other artists that really haven't necessarily blown up like Co Wetzel. I mean, yeah. though he's very successful, um, again, not really on the radio. Right. Um, but yet that dude will go sell out wherever he plays, you know? Yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting again how it's just a big community and it's so interconnected, but yet at the same time you have just 
there's just two types of fans and no matter what it is, but yeah, country music's just done a good job of touching all its bases for everybody. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're young kids, people, you know, younger in college um, or older adults. It's like, there's a song for you somewhere in there for country music. And it's really probably one of the only genres um, that has been able to do that um, and do it, you know, successfully for a while. Yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. You know, it's, it's awesome to see, you know, it really, oh, yeah. you know, for, for me, you know, my, my, my push into the country music stratosphere was, you know, my wife and I, when we got married, we went to Nashville for four days for our honeymoon. And yeah, you know, when you're in it like that and see it and, you know, hear these bands that are playing these bars night after night and like, yep. should be, you know, playing yeah. to thousands and it's, yep. you know, you get that like appreciation where it's like, damn, like this is, this is it. Now, let me piggybacking on that. Do you yeah. feel like you're at a disadvantage? I don't, that sounds, that sounds bad. No, 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 no. Do you feel like you're at a disadvantage not being in Nashville? No. So I am glad you brought that back up because I know you kind of touched on me living in Nashville and then we kind of got away from it. So yeah, I lived in Nashville for a year. I went to college in Orlando for music business. When I graduated, my plan was, I am going to Nashville. I was hell-bent. Um, and so I did. A week after graduating, um, me and my now wife went up there. We were so young. Um, I was 20. She was um, 18, turning 19. Um, so, you know, we were just so young. So we went up there and... Um, you know, I wanted to work in the industry. I think I, I was super naive. I just didn't understand how the industry worked in Nashville. I wanted to kind of work in the industry, you know, gain experience. And then I wanted to kind of do the artist thing on the side. And um, the one of the first few days I was there, um, I, I had a guy sit me down. He was a label president, which I would die to have that meeting now that I have the music that I have. But at the time, <laughs> I just, I wasn't. I wasn't where I am now as an artist. Like I just wasn't ready for that. Um, funny enough, I'm still in contact with that guy. Uh, he is listening to this new music, but um, he said to me, we're going to have to get him to listen to this show too. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. I'll send it along. But um, he, um, he said to me, he goes, you know, what is this singer songwriter music business thing? You know, I said, Oh, it's industry experience in my mind. And I still would argue to this day that it, you know, was, and he said, well, in this town, you're either the artist or you work in the industry. So I'm going to give you five minutes and you can pick. And when you just moved you and your, you know, 18, 19 year old girlfriend to an out of state place where you have no friends and family, you have to do the thing that pays you money. And yeah. artists don't make money in Nashville. And yeah. so I chose the industry and, you know, we lived there for about a year and I was just miserable. I worked at, um, I heard radio and was in sales and it's great. I got to meet some awesome people, a great experience in my life, but I just, I hated it. I wasn't doing music. So yeah. again, back to the whole thing of just being miserable. So, you know, in being there, you really see that literally everybody sings and plays. And, and it's so like cliche to say that like, Oh, my waitress is a singer. Well, they are, and they kick butt. Right. And they're like, you are questioning yourself as to why they haven't made it yet, if they're that good. So you kind of almost get this, like, not discouraged feeling, because you can't feel that way. You have to be confident, especially in anything that you do, but especially in music. And, you know, so I think when it just dawned on me, we just, we're, we're very family oriented. And I just said, you know what? I said, let's go home. I said, if I want to do music, I can build this, because the reality is nowadays, right. you know, everybody has access yeah and you have to build it before a record label or anybody's going to take notice anyways so trying to do that in nashville with all these people around you now granted there is an advantage to being in nashville with the songwriting stuff and you know obviously connected with more people but you know i the way i looked at it was you know what i'm gonna go build something i'm gonna go home i'm gonna enjoy you know being around family and I have a better shot at building this here and I'll come back one day when I'm ready and this will all happen if it's meant to be. That's and awesome. I'll never forget leaving. Um, I haven't been back to Nashville since we moved. 
which is crazy because everybody goes all the time. I will probably be going here shortly. Um, we're just talking about doing some touring and stuff like that and hopefully have a few meetings up there. But uh, it, it will come full circle because I do remember leaving in the moving truck, looking at the you know, city skyline because we lived. So I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We... Um, we don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, and they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out, 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey Podcast sent you. Cheers. Right near the city. And um, just feeling like, all right, I'll be back one day. Yeah. When I come back, I'm coming back as an artist, and I'm coming back and it will be successful. And so, to, you know, fast forward to now, um, you know, nothing's really gotten in that way. I mean, yeah, I got married. Yeah, I had a baby, but um, it's still, it's still just making it happen, you know? And, um, you know, I'm definitely excited to uh, just kind of hopefully have things take off. And so Nashville was a great learning experience. I, you know, I, I recently said in another interview, like I wouldn't change anything because it taught me so much just in life, but just in music too. It's just like, okay, like I now know what I need to do. Cause man, if I come back here again, I better be ready. Um, Cause I wasn't, I was not ready. I just, I was super naive. Like it was totally the story of like, I'm going to go to Nashville and be (laughs) successful and have all this stuff happen. In six months, I'm going to be on the radio and sell out the Bridgestone arena. You watch. It's like, no dude like it just doesn't happen that way so you know um i definitely didn't think you know i I quit or anything it was just like okay nope i'm not ready for that so we need to reevaluate this plan and you know like i said here we are and i'm a totally different musician and i've got all this music now and so it's you know just a great learning experience so i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't change it for the world so as far as you know, being at a disadvantage. I don't feel that way. Um, I've, I've kept in touch with people in Nashville and, you know, like I said, when the day comes, when I need to go up there um, to really get the ball rolling, um, you know, I will. And hopefully things come of it, you know, that's awesome. Now I, you know, I, I know I told you that like, we don't have a timetable and all that, yeah. stuff, but I also don't want to keep you all day. I know you, no, have, I, you have your, the, the baby and your wife and yes you know, probably way more important things no <laughs> it's all right i love this um but i do have yeah, there was a few things i did want to touch upon yeah with you before i before we um called it quits before i and i hope i hope you're willing to come back when yes the, the ep does come out and yes let's do you it know, i don't i don't Appreciate give a shit that. if i talk to you once a month you I know? Love it. let's <laughs> um, do it um, but you know, cause I want to hear more of what's going on and all that stuff. So, no, I appreciate you know, that. I think I, I, you know, I, I don't get giddy for very much. Um, but these songs you have out on Spotify that, um, I'm super partial to Spotify, not yeah. only because the app we're, <laughs> we're using to do this interview, just right. associated. It just, for me, it's been easy, you know, yeah. um, you know, it's on Apple podcasts and all, all other places too, but yeah. I push Spotify because I think it's the easiest. Yeah. But so, let me ask you a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now that I've thought about it and listen, <laughs> listen to you um, tell your story, which I, you know, I, I gotta say, I absolutely love your story and thank you and everything you've done. Um, so, and I think this is the the dad husband in me. I have to ask this question. Yeah. Your song "Forever and Always." Yes. The music video. Is your wife that much of a saint that she lets you film her <laughs> music, your music video at your wedding, or was that staged? No, that was actually our wedding. Yeah, so it's so funny, man. Whenever we play that song live, that's kind of the story that I tell. I say, yeah, as if we weren't busy enough that day, I told her, hey, we're also doing a music video. Yes, she was awesome about that. She's so supportive. I have the best wife. She's it, so supportive. It sounds it, and you know, from the um, 
you know, from the social media posts I see of, of you know, because like I told you, I, I'll flat out, yeah. I stalked you. Good. To, I, I just hope so you I, you know, yeah. I'm not like, oh, just, this, yeah. this, you know, just some dude randomly no. has four songs and wants to talk to me. You know, like, no, I, no, I, I want to make it worth that. it for you, for yeah. you know, the whole nine no, yards. But it makes the difference. No, I mean, no, she is so supportive. Yeah, and, she sees um, him. That, that's huge. That's, yeah, I mean, we've been together for, I mean, since she was 16, I was 18. So I'm in high school, sweethearts thing. And, that's awesome. you know, it's it's funny because being a musician and or a musician's wife isn't an easy thing. Um, right. But she's always been super supportive. And I'm so, so lucky to have her. Um, so, yeah, with the music video on Forever and Always, I wrote her. I wrote the wedding song and we're like, okay, we, yeah, that's going to be our wedding song. And it was super cool. And so I just, I was like, you know, obviously we are going to get, we actually had a wedding videographer that did the wedding stuff. And yeah. then we had the music video people. Um, so it was like camera galore. It, it kind of was like, we were making jokes the whole time. Like, Oh my gosh. Like we look like a really <laughs> big deal here. Cause there's like a, army of camera people and there's all these crazy nice cameras and so it was funny because you know we're getting ready and while she's getting ready in her room i'm out in the wedding venue performing i mean literally the middle of the room or or where we're getting married and like all this awesome scenes that we had that was me uh, before the wedding performing now what i will say is thank god it kind of just took my mind and pressure off of the wedding part because yeah. i was like so focused on like okay i want to you know do this like i'm i'm such a ocd control freak about just everything in my music i mean it, when you're an independent artist you kind of have to run the show as it is and i'm just very particular of how i want stuff to look and so it, it definitely got me distracted and um it it came out great and it's it's funny because we just did the music video for girl dad that comes out in october and um there's some lines in there the first few lines are kind of dedicated to my wife and so we used some of the footage um in the forever and always music video and accidentally um truthfully honestly accidentally the album artwork of forever and always if you look at the album artwork for the single artwork of girl dad and it's the last shot in the music video they are almost identical i mean or not identical but very very similar so it is super cool that we i found a way um i can't even say it was on purpose i wish i was that smart um because looking back i look like a genius but i can't really say that i did it on purpose they're so interconnected um which is awesome and i've already told my band i'm like i probably want to play these songs back to back um, in our set because it really just again as far as the whole growth thing as an artist and just a person in life and everything like this like here's my wedding song here's the song for my daughter and we've now connected the two um because obviously they're connected but you know um it just uh was really cool so yeah it's it is funny that was my actual uh wedding day we we go back and watch it pretty frequently just because, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. it's cool to go back and just watch and see. And then you've got the music on top of it that obviously holds a special place. And so, um, yeah, it's, it definitely, uh, no, no holding punches back, you know, as far as what it takes to, uh, you know, get something right and successful. So, Hey, if it's a wedding day or if we're, we actually didn't film in the hospital, none of that, but you know, like, <laughs> Hey, we'll do whatever it takes right yeah. so no that's awesome so all right so i love that story and i can't i <laughs> honestly cannot wait to hear girl dad um you know being a dad myself of three yeah you know, it, but it's funny because nobody writes songs about their boys i know well, you know yeah. it's like, what the fuck sorry yeah I, no I, I just swear it's like oh me do me too i've just <laughs> in all these interviews i've I've been conscientious of it. And it's yeah. actually funny now that the baby's kind of getting to that age. I'm like, oh, wife <laughs> yeah. keeps looking at me. She's like, you better not. I'm like, yeah. Right, oh, okay, yeah. My, I'm working on it. We have an almost two year old. And, you know, he like, you know, my, my wife and I, you know, are yeah. truck drivers with our mouths. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, he's starting to say shit. And it's like, oh, damn it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like, nope, can't, can't do this. <laughs> I know. It's, it's funny. It's a but tricky yeah, like, game. The boy, you know, 
you know, yeah, you know, Lee Bryce has his songs yep. about, his, about, you know, his kid. And oh, it's uh, funny, I'm trying to beat Lee Bryce because apparently he has a song called Girl Dad um, that he uh, he has not released it. He played like a, a little snippet of it. My dad immediately, my dad's so funny. He immediately sends it to me. He's like, you have to get your song out before he does. I'm like, Dad, I'd say Lee Bryce and I are on somewhat of a different level, but yeah. I you know, agree. Let, let's beat him to it's it. It's funny. I posted on our Facebook page last night about you coming on today, and yeah. Dad was like the first person to like it. Like, oh, it yeah. Was, it, it was oh. cool. I, I love seeing it. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, no, he is super supportive. And um, so, yeah, he's like, you got to beat him. So, yeah, apparently Lee Bryce has that other song, but we're going to we're going to beat him to it. And uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's funny, man. Like, I hopefully we have a boy next because um, I'll be honest, I wanted a boy. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Most, yeah. Most guys. Do. Most guys do. Yeah. Um, now, granted, I wouldn't change my daughter for the world because she is the best kid but um so hopefully we have a boy next and then uh, then i gotta write a boy song because he'll probably get really jealous if i don't so (laughs) um all right so we covered that my next thing was and this is how i think i'm gonna end all of these interviews yeah you know over the last throughout quarantine uh the start of quarantine i started really drinking ipas and craft beers because up here that's like everything yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm getting paid extra money to sit home. I got the extra money. Let's let's try a new hobby. There you go. Um, got really expensive. Started to get fatter than I <laughs> wanted to be. Um, so I stopped that. Um, beginning of the year, my wife and some of her friends, we went to a whiskey. Dallas Jackson here with Tipsy Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. best part is no apps to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. And that's the only option I had. So I've turned to whiskey now. So my question for you is, one, do you drink whiskey? And two, if you do, what's your favorite? Well, it's funny because I do. Like, I'm I'm not a really big drinker, Uh, you know, as weird as that is being a country musician. I, I, I really don't drink that much, but I do drink whiskey. If I do get a drink, I drink actually Jack Honey with um root beer i don't know why really? it's super sweet um but it's really good uh, i like again not a big drinker so you know as far as like you know deep like strong drinks just not my thing yeah but um so i guess it is jack daniels um because i'll even sometimes just get like a jack and coke or whatever um, yeah but I mean, that's that's pretty much the standard go-to, right which but, but which jack honey i'm and, all for and root beer are definitely my favorite. Now, again, I just haven't done the deep dive into some like real good whiskey. Um, yeah. But I guess I probably should do that. Yeah. You know, seeing as I have a few a song about whiskey, and now I have a album coming out that's called a hundred proof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody's giving me a hard time. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, dude, like a lot of these songs on your album, more than just a bar and all this stuff. They're like, you don't drink all that much. And I'm like, I know, I guess I need to, but you know, it's one of those things. It's like, well, I'll get there. Um, yeah, for me, it's, for me, it's Jack and lemonade. You know, oh, what? Lemonades for, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I got to try that. So just oh. regular Jack and lemonade. Yeah, um, you know, I use the vitamin water, zero sugar lemonades, and yeah. it's like drinking water. You know, it's awesome. Wow, yeah, I gotta try that. Not, not that I should be counting those because it doesn't really matter. Right, no, um, I got to try that. Um, Jack, actually, I don't know if you can get it in Florida, but we couldn't get, we can't get it here in Massachusetts or Rhode Island. Um, but Jack makes canned Jack honey with lemonade. And we were in New Hampshire last week and they were fantastic they were awesome so if you can find those pick those up okay i'm gonna have to try that um so always open to trying that i think our time is gonna run out here in a few minutes 
yeah, uh, man. just because of the way the app works and all that crap. And instead no, of I appreciate try, kicking us out and getting yeah. back in and all that crap, I just wanted to thank you so, so much for being interview number one. Yeah, man. Um, thank I you. I cannot wait to talk to you more. Yes. Once, you know, you got some more stuff coming out and we can talk about how all that's going. Yeah, man. Um, but for everybody that's listening that is in the Florida area and go, can go see Derek, he's playing September 11th at Joyland Live, full band yeah. that night. Yeah. September 25th at the Gator Club, again, full band. Um, October 2nd, Joyland Live, again, full band. Yeah, and we got a bunch 20- of more dates coming out too yeah awesome hopefully this and then this is all just from the website you know october 22nd at ed's tavern that that will be a duo show yeah who are you duoing with uh so not much my other guitar player um so that's uh we've we've talked about even making it a trio with my drummer or something like that but um yeah me and my guitar player have been doing that for a while like especially during uh when everything was shut down bands really weren't out playing as much they were still allowing the acoustic thing so we did a lot of that um during there so we still got to play and everything so it's cool man but hopefully uh in the fall we're gonna start to do some traveling hopefully make yeah. our way up there so well I'm next, next time for that. you come next time you come visit to boston let me know and yes I'd love to, you know get yeah. our families together and yeah. say hi and exactly you know, all man, that for stuff. sure yeah uh, why well, I appreciate you know, cause, it. Yeah, because like you were saying, you know, like my wife, you know, like she's super supportive of all this. Because if she wasn't, I wouldn't be able to do this. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's been great talking to you. Let everybody know where they can find you on socials and all yeah, that stuff. And just Derek Lurch Music, uh, D E R E K L E R S C H Music, um, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. So um, definitely, definitely follow me. It definitely means the world to me when I get a follower. I will always follow back um and uh yeah man i i can't thank you enough seriously what an honor to be the first uh the guest and uh just talking with you it seems like you know i've already gotten to know you very well over the next hour so hopefully yeah when the album comes out we'll uh we'll get to uh chat again and absolutely hopefully give you a listen to it and um you know kind of get your thoughts on it and just uh yeah get some feedback on it man yeah i, I can't wait it's been it's on it's honestly been I was super nervous and this, you, you know, you helped make this so seamless and easy that no, I, you know, I can't thank you enough for your time. No, man. Absolutely. Well, it was awesome talking with you. Best of luck. Let's chat again soon. We'll definitely stay in touch here and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon, man. Awesome, Derek. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and your All weekend right. and you give too, my best to your wife and, and your beautiful baby. Thanks, brother. We'll talk soon. All righty. All right. See you. Bye-bye. See you. All right, all right. One last shout out to our friends over at GoneCountryHats.com. They are out of Florida. If you've ever seen pictures of me in my cowboy hat, that's where it comes from. GoneCountryHats.com. They have some awesome stuff. Go to their website. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Uh, You know what? In fact, I'm going to go right there right now because I need a new cowboy hat. Check them out. GoneCountryHats.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Well, there you have it. That was our interview with Derek Lersh. Great interview. Great conversation. I wish him the best in his latest release. You can find that in November when it's coming out. If you go to Spotify, you can find Derek's releases now. Like I said, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Well, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.